0: all right hey we're back with coffee talk we've got mary beth aboard with my blessed
1: mother coffee cup
0: yes it is the the month of
1: may yes it is the season well but you're you're no coffee today no
0: coffee today um i think coffee talk is actually killed me
1: (laughs) too much coffee
0: too much coffee
1: there can Um, be too much coffee
0: Yeah, I'm feeling the effects of way too much caffeine, and um, it's just no bueno. Uh,
1: Take note of that, people. And caffeine comes in
0: hot beverages as well as cold. That's true. It's true. But feeling good. I am super hydrated today. Feeling good with water. Amen. And I'm sorry for all of those who I've harassed in the past for not having coffee on.
1: Oh, right have you there. done that? You've harassed people? Hardcore. Ooh. I would just sit
0: here and taunt them. Maybe even a second time. Oh. oh. I'm just saying. It gets tough here. Uh, oh, Teresa says, hi, guys. It's good to see you again, Mary Beth.
1: Cool. Hey, Teresa. How are you?
0: So today, what we're going to talk about, we were, we were just chatting. Uh, like, hey, well, all right, so what do you want to talk about? And she mentioned having the topic of friendship. Friendship. That could be good. I think that's good. Friendships, friendships. You had a good question to kind of lead from.
1: What was that? Oh, yeah, now I remember. <laughs> uh, so the question of the day is, how are you folks maintaining your friendships long distance, not being able to go to each other's houses, etc. More importantly, how are you maintaining your friendship since we are in the land of Maui with the big kahuna upstairs? Uh, 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 hmm. You don't want to see me hula dance. That's wouldn't be pretty.
0: You know, we used to, we used to have a luau out here for life team. This was the first year that we haven't had one. Um, but it was awesome. We had fire dancers. Oh. We had roast pigs. It was. Oh. It was awesome. Wow. Perhaps another. You know, I didn't even think about that when we call ourselves Hawaii over here, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, I
0: didn't either. Just another. Another. We got tiki torches. We
1: something to look forward to then I think we should organize one when we are the land of socialization and we can be together in community Uh as opposed to long distance so I was telling Adam that I am actually more social now than I was pre physical distancing from people how am I doing that zoom I do a Zoom call every Wednesday at 7 p.m. with a bunch of my college friends. Uh, Could be a small group of four. Could be the whole posse of all 15 of us that we met at freshman orientation are still hanging tight today. Wow. It's it's very cool. Um, And it's nice because we've picked up right where we left off. Some of us haven't really talked or seen each other, you know marriage, kids, et cetera, that kind of, you drift apart, and then it becomes, oh, Christmas cards, birthday cards, but we've picked up, like, we were all together hanging out in the dining hall at school, Mm. solving the world's problems, like that. Wow. it's awesome. awesome. It is awesome. It is awesome. Um, Then I'm doing, with my cousins who live out of town, every other Friday, we're doing a, we call it happy hour. Some people have drinks with alcohol some people have drinks that are just no alcohol and we have our trays of hors d'oeuvres that we show each other and we'll be on for sometimes up to four hours just catching up and finding out what's going on with everybody's families i will recommend though folks if you do a zoom call with people and it's involving food skip the chicken wings Not a good combination when you're, you know, trying to touch your computer screen and you're licking your fingers and it gets gets very messy, very messy. You
0: know, it's a different experience eating chicken wings when you've got a microphone just picking it up.
1: Very much so. Normally you just kind of, you don't even notice someone
0: licking their fingers, but all of a sudden you get that smacking.
1: It's not a good thing. Not a good thing. And it's even worse when you laugh really, really hard and you forget that you have hot chicken wing sauce on your finger and you're laughing so hard that tears are coming and you go like this and all of a sudden your eyes are on fire. Speaking from experience, I did that last oh. week. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Where do you get your but chicken
0: wings from? What's your place of choice for
1: chicken wings? Well, Sadly, my favorite place closed last year to Marco's. So now I get them from Franco's, because it's not too far away. Okay, DeMarco's, I could walk there. So I could justify, oh, I'm walking there and burning off the calories that I'm eating from, yes, 20 chicken wings. I can consume a double order of wings like that.
0: I like that. I'm a big fan of wings myself. I could just destroy those things. Years ago, I gave myself the challenge to eat a bucket of wings. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Bucket of barbecue wings, charred. Oh. Sat down, threw on a couple of Godzilla movies. I was, I think, I was still a senior in high school at that time. Uh, crushed them. <laughs> I ate them all. <laughs> Man. Made my way right
1: through them. That's impressive. That is very impressive. I was hoping that you'd
0: be impressed by it. I was. I that. am.
1: I could not do that. I could not do. 20 is my max
0: see these days uh, maybe I can do 10 you know I'm, uh, I'm a little more finicky you know it's like okay uh, I'll eat some chicken wings I- I'm, I'm thinking about my heart now you know and I'm like well I should be careful because you know? we had heart problems in the family I'm like I should probably lay off of those types of things
1: so I don't eat them often I can count on one hand the number of times I have chicken wings in an entire calendar year. 20 is my max if, full disclosure, I skip lunch, and mm. that's lunch and dinner combined. If I have lunch that day, mm, yeah, I'm done at less than 10. Mm. So I can appreciate that. Yeah, you know, with age, things change. <laughs> they do. They do. That and, they do.
0: And, you know, I probably eat my body weight in pizza here. You know, being mm. part of youth ministry.
1: Yeah, you guys do eat a lot of pizza.
0: I got to start slowing down on that stuff because you gotta keep the old.
1: Not not a healthy choice. Not a healthy choice for sure, for so, sure.
0: So chicken wings, getting together with people. Yes. Food. There's something about that when you get together with your friends and you have a good meal, you have some yep. good social time. What What does that mean for you to have that?
1: it's huge. I mean, I live alone as a single person. So, um, I mean, it's vital. I love my quiet time. I've always been that way. Grew up in a house of, it was just mom and I, we were the only females, all the rest, dad, three brothers. So they could be a little rambunctious at time. And I always liked my quiet space. So I would often just disappear in my bedroom with a good book. And, um, on occasion, when they discovered I was hiding in there, they'd come in and harass, so then I used to hide in my closet to read. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, being able to connect with my family and friends, it's huge. It really is. And I love the fact that we incorporate our Zoom call with my college friends. It's We call it Zoom and dessert. So everybody mm-hmm. sits there and has some kind of dessert thing usually. Yeah. Um, And then people share recipes of the desserts they've made. I am no baker, so I just, you guys can skip emailing me the recipe. Um, But it's food, it's food for my soul, for my mental health, most especially. Because I know some people can, you know, they can struggle with this whole time of not being physically able to be in somebody's presence. And For some folks, it's a huge problem. For me, I like my solitude, so I'm okay with it. But yet, I've noticed, as the longer the time goes on, it's like, wow, I really do miss my friends. I miss making road trips to visit my cousins. Um, You know, my brothers and I, we do regular FaceTime, so not missing them quite as much. Um, But yeah, it's a big deal for me, more importantly, And I'm, when I referenced, you know, bonding time, social time with God, um, I'm actually finding ways to connect with him in a a different level. Mm. I'm actually praying the rosary every day. Before I was like, eh, if I get to it, I get to it. Now it's like, oh, man, there's just something really awesome about praying the rosary on a daily basis such a sense of peace and you just really feel like you're being enveloped with the love of the Blessed Mother. Um, And I am learning. It's through her that you really do get closer to her son. The other thing I've discovered is, in EWTN I have watched periodically. Folks, if you are not watching EWTN on a regular basis, you are missing out on something really amazing, especially on Saturday nights at eight o'clock. They have movies about different saints. I've learned more about the saints watching those movies. Some of them not the greatest, I'll admit, because <laughs> it's often in a foreign language and they have the English translation, but it doesn't always quite keep up with the way the lips of the people are moving. So mm-hmm. you know you'll see blah 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 and then the translation is coming a few seconds afterwards. So it's a little <laughs> it's a little awkward. Um Sometimes, though, they do the captioning across the bottom of the TV screen. That was good until I had my eye surgery. I'm still waiting to get this eye done. So now when I watch it to read the captioning, okay, close this eye, read through this eye. Okay, now we can open both eyes to watch the full screen. So it's a little uh, uh, winky wink. But, um, I mean, they have some incredibly great stuff on there.
0: Mm. You know, I, I grew up having EWTN in the background at my grandma's house. And so I always thought okay. it was like, all right, this is it's my grandma's show. You know, you have uh, yeah. Mother Angelica. She would be up there, and then you'd have the news reports and all that kind of stuff. And I was always like, ah, all right, it's grandma stuff. Uh, but more recently, I've tuned in, and they really upped their game on their production value and reaching out to youth. Mm-hmm. And I love their coverage of pro-life events, you know, and they – you really do a good job on having good rounded catholic news and media you know and they do a great job with that. have you been on formed
1: yes i've seen some great movies on formed uh, form has got some really good things. yeah that is that is good stuff good stuff too uh
0: julianne yes, says yes we <laughs> love the saint movies saint rita saint giuseppe are a couple of our favorites that WTN shows.
1: Oh, yeah. All right. Um, And actually, last Saturday and the Saturday before, they had some gray ones leading up to the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. They were phenomenal and very, very well done in Mm -hmm. color, too. Yeah. Because some of the other ones are in black and white, which I'm okay with. That's what I grew up with when we finally did get a TV in our house. Um, So, yeah, it – it's good stuff and for the younger folks i've got really gotten it i don't know if you've seen this life on the rock no i don't think i have oh you've got to check out life on the rock
0: is that on Forbes?
1: nope that one's on ewtn um and they do some of the greatest shows with young people and you know late teens 20s they get into topics um with couples you know Sometimes they've had folks that they've gotten married, one person hasn't been Catholic, and then over time through the course of their marriage, especially when kids start coming, it's like, oh, maybe I should you know, be a part of this faith tradition as opposed to just off doing my own thing. Um, and what I really like about Life on the Rock, it deals with day-to-day issues that people are just encountering in general. How do you keep your, your pro-life stance in a world that is so skewed towards pro-choice, mm-hmm. that was the most recent topic. Um, oh, a video! Oh my gosh, Teresa, a video that I was in one time featured on Life on the Rock. That is awesome. Wow. What was the? Okay, you got to type back and tell us what was your video about. Now I'm curious.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: That is awesome.
0: Rockstars. and Teresa, rockstars. Um, wow. Yeah, you got to throw in here. What, what video is that? And if you have a link to that, you can share it right here in the chat. That would be pretty
1: cool. Oh, that would be cool because I'd like to see that. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. definitely would like to see this.
0: So taking that message of tying your relationship with the Lord as a friendship to telling your friends about it, how is that with your friends when you have your Zoom calls with your college friends? Are you all on the same page with with faith, or mm. is there a, a you know maybe a little <laughs> distance in that type of a topic? Like how, how does it, that? Work?
1: It's it's interesting because I get a the majority of us are Catholic. Um, there are a couple that are are Protestant, and um, they will often ask questions. You know. Probably one of the biggest questions was we were talking about the the fact that we can't go to church and receive communion. And one of our Protestant friends said, well, what do you mean you can't receive communion? And we we're like, well, because we're not going to mass. And she said, oh, well, our minister did communion with us on, via Zoom. I was like, what? How did that work? Wait for it. God bless our Protestant brothers and sisters. But if you had bread in the house and milk or juice or coffee or tea, when he did communion at his end, you were to sit at your kitchen table or on your couch or whatever and do communion that way. Um, and he even went as far as to say, "Well, if you don't have any bread, you know, you could use Oreo cookies or and." Those of us that were Catholic just kind of went, uh, wow, yeah, no, that, no, mm-mm. That's <laughs> just not communion. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was it was interesting. Oh, yeah,
0: not, not, not the same thing.
1: No, it's not. Oh, I just saw Teresa pop up here. It's called Do the Little Things with Love. Oh, on the quiet water. Okay. Quiet waters. All right. Yes. I'm going to check that out. That's cool. Very cool. Um, but a couple of my friends have actually fallen away from their Catholic faith. Mm. So we get into um at times some pretty intense discussions about why do you guys still believe what you believe? The, are you
0: you asking the question or are they asking?
1: Oh, they're that? they're asking us that. Oh. And you know, and a couple of them have come right out and said, you know. They called me by my nickname, Fife. In our little group of friends in college, there were three of us with the same first name. So we all got nicknames. Mine is Fife because my last name is Pfeiffer. So those Fife, you know, to be honest with you, we never even understood why you ever converted and became Catholic. I was like, wow, really? guys never said anything back then well you know you were so excited but you know now that you're into it a few years is the excitement level still there and i said yeah every day especially now that i get to come to work here i mean can you not be excited um but yeah we've had some rather intense debates about you know the teachings of the church um you know the whole woman's body is her body and Like, you know, science has proven, that little baby inside the womb. Look at those, I mean, all you gotta do is look at ultrasounds and how clear and vivid physical features are at such an early age. Think about when the heart starts to beat. That's life, people. A beating heart is life. Um, The positive is, as intense as our conversations can become, It has never once changed the friendships. Those are all still, we're still tight. And, you know, at the end, we'll just say, okay, well, we'll just agree to disagree. And then I always throw in, yeah, and I'll keep praying for you guys. (laughs) Figure why not take the shot, you know? (laughs) Um,
0: But it's good that you can have friends that you can have that conversation with and still walk away being friends, you know, and and I see – all the time where if there's a disagreement, especially on social media, because social media gets real hot with this stuff.
1: Yes, it does. Um, p-
0: people really get personal with it and then they take it personal. Yeah. And then you just see friendships divide a little bit. So that, that's good that you can do that. Any tips on how you can keep a friendship like that?
1: I think you have to have an open heart and an open mind that not everybody's going to think the same way you do. And that's okay, because if we all thought and felt and did everything exactly the same way, we'd be nothing more than a bunch of lemmings, which are birds that follow whatever the lead bird does. I mean, there are certain things that, yeah, you need to follow the teachings of the church. But for people that don't agree with those teachings, pray for them. But keep that open mind and that respect of love that, You got to look at them the way God looks at them. You know, Jesus sits there and says, "Mm, You're wounding my sacred heart by the choices you're making. You're wounding me by the fact that you don't believe my teachings, but I still love you because you're created in the image of my Father. So sometimes I can, you know, get a little "Mm, mm," sitting there squirming on my seat going, my gosh, I just want to slap you. But then I think, no, no, you just take a step back, take a deep breath and remember, just like you're one of God's creatures, so are they. So, view them with love and pray for them. So, yeah, when we disagree, yeah, I'm praying for you guys. And then I usually get the eye rolling, yeah, 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 whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, Teresa, shot back here, I made the video oh. at Catholic Camp I went to and entered into Cool to Be Catholic Contest. It was then featured on Life on the Rock. All right.
1: That Oh, man, I am so looking that up when we're done because I saw all the commercials they had for the Cool to Be Catholic Contest, and I thought that was so neat, the way they were doing that. That is, that's really great, Teresa shout out to you
0: nice all right so maybe continuing here on the the theme of friendship you know we have this idea of of fellowship you know and there's a special place of having friends in the midst of your life you know it's different than having a family member or a co-worker or an acquaintance or you know the relationship is just different in so, what is it that a, a friendship brings to the table that maybe others don't?
1: I'm going to have to say that with my circle of friends, um, they're they're very forgiving. Um, probably not trying to throw my my siblings under the bus, but male and female are just distinctly different and um, sometimes as siblings you you struggle to forgive one another um, because you grow up together and it's just a it's just a whole uniquely different dynamic Um, I always say friends are the family that you're not born together you're not raised in the same household but you just you just have this ability to view things differently in a way that, yeah, you know what, maybe you can wrong me, but mm, at the end of the day, you're still my friend. I tend to hold grudges less with my friends. Not that I hold grudges, but it is a struggle. Oftentimes, i will be like, really, I can't believe you did that. You're my brother. Um, and I think sometimes because you're siblings, you, you take each other for granted. Mm. Well, you're always going to be there you're my brother, you're my sister. Friends, they're not always gonna be there, so you kinda have to work a little bit harder sometimes to maintain that friendship. But I think at our group, it doesn't matter how far apart we've ever drifted, and a couple people have drifted because they were felt hurt or offended by something that somebody did or said. They always manage to circle back in, we all do. I think the other thing, too, is my friends were a huge, huge support when my parents were ill. Um, And in that particular time, I was going through my struggles watching my parents struggle. My brothers were struggling watching our parents struggle. Um, And at the moment when my parents passed, and they passed pretty close together, they were only 28 weeks apart between their passings, you know, you're still in the grieving process with one, and everybody grieves in their own unique way. And I would often get, you know, oh, don't don't cry. They're in a better place. Well, yeah, I know they're in a better place, but I still need to feel the feelings. And and friends are always more accepting of that. I think, mm. at least mine are. I don't know if that's true for everybody. Um, it's just a. I don't know. Probably didn't answer the question all that well. <laughs> I kind of. No, Zigged and zagged. <laughs> we're fueling out the old conversation, you know,
0: so that's, no, that's good, It's that's good. Um, you know, as I'm thinking about this, as I'm hearing you, uh, I'm reminded of a scripture, and I I can't recall exactly where it is, but Jesus says, you know, there's no greater love than um, when one gives up one's life. On behalf of a friend uh, on it was of today's
1: friends. gospel was that really it was today's gospel yes <laughs> i think the holy spirit's working in a hoo-hoo way here wow yeah no kidding what, yes. what was that gospel um oh of course you're gonna ask me uh love one another as i have loved you and then it went on from there and laying down your life for a friend and um sem joe gave the homily, and he specifically referenced some things about, you know, what does it really mean to love somebody with the intensity that Jesus loved? And he said, it means forgiveness. And, you know, he said, and sometimes it's easier to forgive a a friend than it is to forgive a family member. And I'm sitting there going, hmm, yeah, that's something I could probably work on. (laughs) He said a couple other things, too, about what does it really mean to to die to self and and love somebody with that intensity not that you're necessarily sacrificing your life and you know dying but dying in a different way and and choosing to these are my words not his inconvenience yourself to do something for somebody else that's in need he said it way better than i am um but i'm sitting there thinking geez you know how many times have people asked something of me and I've been like, "Man, nah, sorry, I can't do it right now because I was more focused on self. Like, nah, I'd rather do this because that's what I want to do and I don't have time to help you. Mm, is that really living the gospel? Probably not. So maybe because of today's scripture, his homily, next time I'm in that position, that's going to click in my head and I'll go, hmm, no, and sometimes it's better to not think of self so much and think of other people.
0: Any yeah. any have to with friends? Right? Yep. Uh, there, there's no way you can be a good friend and just be self-serving. Right. You know, uh, you'll you'll lose friends pretty quickly or not just not even make just
1: them. not even have friends, period. So That's ma-
0: for sure. What makes a good friend? Like how
1: how can you be a good friend? Um, first and foremost I think you need to be a good listener that's one of the categories that I always looked for as a kid as a young adult even now when I'm developing new friendships with people you know how well do you really listen to me are you hearing or are you listening because for me they're they're two different things if you're really listening to somebody you're totally engaged in what they're saying and you're taking it in and you're processing you're digesting you're you know if they're asking you a question or for advice you're really listening to where they're coming from and looking at the bigger picture so you can give good feedback back so for me personally listening is crucial um, secondly where's your moral compass I don't want to be with people they're gonna try and steer me in a direction that takes me away from God. I wanna be with people that, even if they don't have my same faith beliefs, they don't put me down because of it. You know, when I said that my friends and I can get into some discussions, at the end of the day, nobody's ever mocking me for my beliefs. I'm not mocking them. I was kinda like, well, okay, you're here, I'm here. And that's okay it's that mutual respect even if you don't agree you can still respect that person and i think that's something that is often missing in social media when you touched on the whole social media thing and how people can be really rude and nasty okay i just agree to disagree people still remain civil so listening mutual respect and um those are definite in that same shared value system. Like I said, I, I don't want to be with people that are going to take me in a in a bad direction.
0: Um, yeah, those, those are big points. I'm gonna have to put those in bullets in our uh, description <laughs> here. That, that,
1: those are, um, and it's hard, teenager. especially as I think teenagers, you know. It's rough. They're, they're under a lot of peer pressure. Way more peer, peer pressure than I recall experiencing. And, you know, I'm in my 50s and I just, I didn't go through the same stuff that kids today go through. I think back to when I was still teaching Adam, and I look at some of the things that those kids encountered and I thought, oh my gosh, thank God I grew up when I grew up. And I think electronics and that whole digital is one of the the worst things oh thanks Teresa (laughs) Um, I think electronics and that digital because people can hide behind this they can say whatever and and then they hide it's like no that's not cool if you're going to say something to somebody whether it be good bad or indifferent have the decency to sit down and dialogue about it don't hide behind it
0: and it is an easy escape. Right? Mm-hmm. you can you can fire away, log off, yep. and not see the repercussions yep. of what that comment does to somebody mm-hmm. and, and you and maybe you don't even see that person for a while and you know right now quarantine, you're not seeing anybody yeah. but right um, even in the normal <clears> world, you could just fire it off to somebody that maybe you you don't see on an everyday basis and, and you don't see what that does. Um, and I think social media can be really devastating. Between friends, if especially because you're you're losing a lot of context. If you're saying something that's just let's just say you're (laughs) goofing around, you say something sarcastic, maybe it's a little off-colored, and you're just trying to be funny or whatever the case is. Uh, But the person receiving that doesn't see what the intention was; they just see what the message was, uh, and they can be hurt, you know. And you don't see that right off the bat, and so maybe some time goes by and it festers. You know and all of a sudden you just you start seeing things slip you yep. know, and, um, and that's no good but what are ways that you can help repair a, a friendship you know let's just say you, you get into a spat and you start button heads a little bit what can you do
1: be humble enough to say I'm sorry and ask for forgiveness And I'll use myself as an example on that. Um, When I was in college, one of my closest friends um, got married. And she had asked me to be her maid of honor. And I was like, yeah, that's great. I'm on board for this. It's awesome. And then another mutual friend was getting married two weeks later, asked me to be in the wedding party. So when you have two weddings two weeks apart, it can be challenging with – Bridal showers and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So my one friend that I was made of honor for, I said, you won't believe this, but your bridal shower that your side of the family is throwing is the same exact time as this person's bridal shower, and they're only having one bridal shower. You're having two, so I'm going to skip this one and go to hers, and then I'll be at your other one not well received i mean over the phone it was like okay all right okay fine and then all of a sudden there was this wall that came up and came up and came up and finally i was like i I gotta call her and figure out what's going on so called her apartment her soon-to-be husband answered the phone he said yeah she's a little upset and i said okay walk me through this I, i i'm not i'm missing something and he said well Her thought was, strained relationships were a part of that first shower. She was really depending on you to be that buffer. Mm. And I was like, I had no idea. I did not know. I thought I was doing the right thing by going to the one shower, but, oh, I still have another one to go to here. So I said, okay, well... I need to talk to her I need to make this right and humbled myself at the time I will confess I still didn't think that I had done anything wrong but I was like nope. you know what just bite the bullet say you're sorry etc cetera, etc cetera. and by the time the wedding came around everything was good and after I had made my apology and said you know I had no idea I'm really really sorry You're one of my closest friends. I would never do anything intentionally to hurt you. I hope you can forgive me. Asking for forgiveness, I think, is key. That's something my parents taught us when we were kids. Never go to bed angry. Say you're sorry and ask for forgiveness. It's one thing to say you're sorry, but it's adding on that extra layer of ask for forgiveness because when that person forgives you, it's relieving something in them. They're letting go. And then you're also completely letting go mm. It's kind of like going to confession you know you go to confession you're asking for mercy and forgiveness so if you're going to apologize to god and ask for forgiveness why not ask a human being you know that's sitting right across from you. hey i'm sorry i hurt your feelings can you forgive me will you forgive me please forgive me so yeah and here we are all these years later and Lori and I are still friends, and sadly, her husband passed away. Um, But, you know, for the past two years, she said, you know, without my friends and my two adult children, she said, I don't know how I would have gotten through all this. So.
0: Well, thanks for sharing that. It's
1: food for thought for thought food for thought
0: well you know we've got uh we're really cooking here on on some time do you you want to keep going on friendship here or how else can we tackle friendship what are we missing from friendship here
1: well let me ask you this yeah Let's let's play the reverse role. I'm going to ask you some questions. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> because I have to say, you know, I think back to when I was still teaching, and we females, we can sometimes be good at holding grudges. I never experienced that with the boys in my class. they get mad at each other. They might push, shove, or wah, wah, wah with the words, and then 20 minutes later, they were back to being friends. How do you see friendship different between being friends with you know the guys and that's a good question
0: so I think it depends on the people that you're with you know um there there's certainly guy friends that you know grudges aren't aren't a thing you know it's not mm-hmm. part of the equation you. You have a problem you talk it out and that's it
1: and you but, move on and you move on I, actually yeah. i was just telling
0: a story on, <clears throat> on coffee talk i forget which one it was but uh, where you know me and we just moved into the neighborhood at that point you know and i was maybe 12 years old and 12 13 years old and there were some some kids in the neighborhood and i knew one of them just recently and we got a football game together and one of the friends of that group, uh, he was he was real spicy, you know, and very competitive, and um, he wasn't having a good game of football, let's put it like that. You know? and, <laughs> and so he was getting spicy, and so we started fighting, you know. Whoa! Um, but dusted off, and it was like a welcome to the neighborhood type of thing, and and then we were all friends, you know. We we passed through the college years and. Um, and so I've had friends like that where we we can just it just rolls right off, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like water on a duck, you know just whoop and it comes right off. Uh, there, there's certainly others that that come to mind where just these deep-seated wrestling um, relationships, you know, and um
1: and those those
0: I'm still trying to figure out, you know, because we we've had, uh, a good group of friends over a long period of time, you know, and, you know, just a few years ago, we all kind of got married at the same time. or the, the last of us got married mm-hmm. and there was some long seeming miscommunications that kind of came to a boil and. And they never healed, you know, they never it was one of those like, all right, have we all grown so far that we have just changed. I think is what the the root of that is, you know. And despite having conversations about it, uh, there are still the things that were unsaid, even in those conversations. That you're like, why isn't this kind of like? But uh, and so I think I think when it comes to genders, I don't know if it's just a gender thing. I think it comes down to maybe the people that you're with, you know. And good and point. I've, I've had some good female friends who you know, would never engage in that type of chatter. You know, like they're just up front, water on the duck, you know, just rolls right off. Um, th- there's definitely a difference between having female friends and male friends, you know, that it's totally different dynamics, you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I'd have to spend a little more time thinking about that, like especially in my yeah. own personal life, because a lot of these questions I'm still answering for myself. You know, like all right, like how do how do I figure out these these friendships and like what when does a friend arc finish? You know, if it if it does, you know. Uh, so, and you were right when you said earlier that you your family is always around. You know, till that. You know, yep. Um, and and in my family, that's that's true, you know. But I know for other friends who have family members that they haven't spoken to in a long time, so those relationships are just a different dynamic, you know. And um, and they they pour more into their friendships than they do into their families, you know. So the hope there is that their friends are the family and mm-hmm. they'll last forever. You know? Yeah. Uh, but it's like an old saying that my dad used to say. So like, you can, you can, whole, how do you say it? You pick your friends, you can pick your family, you can't pick your nose.
1: I don't know. <laughs> you can, well, you I don't could, remember. but it wouldn't be too pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: I, I, of course, I'm going to screw it up now. I'm trying to think of it. But, uh, you know, he said something, you can pick your, you can pick your friends, but you always have your family or something like that, you know. And and it's true, you know. I mean, even when you're butting heads, you're never really separated.
1: No, from, from no, the family. you're not. You're not. Um, let me ask you this because I I'm Father Leon today at Mass prayed for um, those who are graduating from the Catholic high schools around now, and certainly the colleges. Um, kind of me, and I know. In June you'll have the eighth graders graduating and whatnot Um, and I think back to when I was teaching how eighth grade graduation those kids oh we're gonna be friends forever and somehow some did maintain that friendship and you know here they are in their 20s and 30s still friends but some just completely drifted apart and I think I don't know. How many friends do you still have from your childhood?
0: I I do still have friends from my childhood, but they're not. It's not the same Mm -hmm. as it was before. Yeah. Um, A, you just have a lot of life experience in between you. You know that kind of separates. You know, creates a little distance. You know, we're married. Everyone's got their families. You know, and everyone's kind of focusing on that. but you know, there's a lot of a lot of distance there too. Like one of my, one of my buddies that I'm still good friends with. You know, like we still play volleyball in the summers. You know, we're looking forward to being able to play this summer. Um, but but it is a lot different than that. And actually, I would say because in eighth grade we didn't actually really like each other at the time. Like we we're, were both <laughs> part of the friend the friend group, but we were on the opposite spectrums there. And I just thought it was because he hated me. You know, and he's like. No, i didn't hate you and i'm like really then why were we not like friends? <laughs> you know but we eventually had a class together you know in in high school where we're like what are we doing you know like that was dumb you that know? was yeah we, we we never figured it out but uh but maintain friendships all the way through and it and it does change because you know there was a period of time when we would see each other a few times a week. You know, we would just spend huge blocks of time hanging out and, you know, in my in my 20s, I had an apartment called the Man Cave. Right? <laughs> it was awesome, you know?
1: <laughs> it just sent a whole visual through my head. <laughs> it, whatever is
0: in your head, that's what it was. Like, it, 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 was, it, it was a man cave. We had a, it was the second floor to an apartment uh, but then we had the attic too, and so they're you know, like, "Whatever you want to do with the attic, you can do." We're like, Ooh. "Oh!" So we put a pool table up there, this massive stereo system, a few TVs. Oh, it was awesome. You know, we had a we had a pop fridge and a pop shelf for all the pops.
1: Nice. Um,
0: and and so that that was probably the period of time when a lot of my friendships were at their I would say at their peak because we spent a lot of time fellowship and it was good healthy fun it Mm -hmm. wasn't it wasn't like watching animal yeah house or anything like that you know but it was it was just good friendship where everyone would just spend a lot of time it was like the place to go so a lot of people were over there and it was just a it was a good mix Uh, but then start getting married start having your your families and your priorities shift and your time shifts you know Being here, um, you know, there's some sacrifice to that, you know, because a lot of time I spend a lot of time doing ministry and it's just strange hours and I don't have, well, I have some flexibility um, on a come and go type of a basis. I, I mean, I come up with the schedule, you know, but it doesn't leave a whole lot of time for that fellowship, you know, which is, which is kind of sad because, you know, you, been I'm heading into my ninth year here. So that's 9 years of being really dedicated to the vocation pursuit of marriage and uh, diving into ministry, you know. And so you're just off schedule with other people and you know you do that for long enough and things are different on the other side, you know. So it is different. Things change. But okay because there'll be a time when that isn't the case yeah.
1: oh yeah that that time will come I mean I think of well I I still have a couple of friends that we basically grew up together um, probably my oldest friend Sue she and I she moved into the neighborhood two doors away from me when we were both three our birthdays are a month apart and we became fast friends Fast forward 50 years, we're still friends. And she doesn't live in Buffalo anymore. Um, She's down in Webster, outside of Rochester. Um, We get together, although this whole, between the winter weather and then this virus coming about, we always meet at a halfway point to have dinner together to celebrate whatever number year of friendship it is. Mm. Um, and we pick up as if we have seen each other the weekend before. It's incredible. Um, married, had five kids, got divorced, and here we are still maintaining the connection. And when my parents died, she took the day off from work to come up Mm. and be there as a support. And so, you know you do you make friends with some people that you're just friends for life that's the way it is and then there's friends that cycle in and out based on where you are in life i think i keep in touch with two people from high school probably my most solid group of friends are the ones that i made in college and that i taught with we're all still connected but it's also interesting, my college friends were a little bit different than my teaching friends are. <laughs> you know, It's just when I'm with one group, we're doing something else and the focus is on something else. With them with the other group, it's a different focus. But it's nice having those different pockets of friendships. And I think it just adds to the spice of life.
0: And I, I've, I think I've shared that too. Um, and my friendships of having different pockets of friends mm-hmm. and i've had the friends from high school that you know if traversed through the ages you know and i've had youth ministry friends that have gone through the ages and, um, and then you've had kind of smaller groups that kind of come and gone or floated in between there but um, it's interesting to see how those groups interact when they come together yeah, you know, because there's been times when they when they have you yeah know, and, and you're like different uh different <laughs> jokes different you know like
1: different politics different you know, yeah yep. and you're like
0: oh okay this, this is interesting it, no, this is fun
1: sometimes it's nice to sit back and watch them just engage you know
0: yeah
1: it's like i'm really good
0: friends with you and i'm really good friends with you but the two of you have never talked before at it you know like yeah
1: <laughs> no that's yeah. true that's true so um I'm just curious to know the people that are watching right now I mean jump in with any thoughts comments about your friendships what what makes what makes things tick with you and your circle of friends what's your primary focus what brought you guys together and you know where does God fit in with that mm.
0: Good question, what do you think? What are your thoughts, what are your thoughts?
1: We want your thoughts. Um, Oh, as I rub my eyes here. Allergy season, but that's all right. Things are blooming, it's a beautiful thing. And from here, it looks like the sun is now shining. I'll take it. Yeah, me too. Actually, it's funny because on wednesday when our college group had our zoom call um for those of us that are local one of our college friends zoomed in from gig harbor washington wow yeah and none of us have laid eyes on billy in probably 20 years but jumped into the zoom call and it was like there we were all together again in college um, but for those of us that were local we're like you know once they lift a little bit of restrictions we all need to like go to whoever has the biggest backyard so we can still maintain our distancing we're all gonna get together for a fire
0: mm. and just
1: hanging out just to be able to it's different looking at somebody on a computer screen versus in person <laughs> It definitely is different.
0: We had the
1: um, New York on pause, at
0: least for Erie County, extended out to June 13th. Oh,
1: no, you now yeah. June 13th?
0: Yeah, so they extended it out last night. Um, so that's a bummer.
1: That is a major bummer. Except for New York State or just Erie County? Because in. Yeah.
0: It depends on where you're being phased. So okay. Central New York is looking like they're opening up uh, a few more things than we are. We're we're still where we're at. Everyone's kind of staying at home, um, which is really too bad when you got weather like this. You know, you're. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many people are actually going to be, you know, staying. Staying, yeah. Staying at put for that, but. Uh,
1: June 13th. Oh, man.
0: But that's why we have backyards.
1: That's right.
0: Separate distance and all that jazz.
1: Well, I will say, last night was garbage night in my neighborhood, so everybody's taking their garbage and recycling totes out. And it was raining. People were like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) guy who lives in between me and a new neighbor that just moved in that i just met for the first time hi i'm mary blah 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 um he said i'm telling you guys first nice weekend day he's got a big fire pit in the center of his backyard and we all have chain link fences but they're the low ones he said I'm getting the fire going. You can sit in your yard, Mary Beth. You can sit over there in your yard. I already forgot the new neighbor's name. That's not good. Um, and he goes, and we're just going to enjoy the fire and hang out and get caught up on everybody's lives. I was like, Jason, I'm there.
0: <laughs> Sounds like good fellowship.
1: Well, you know, I'm I'm lucky to live in that neighborhood. That's for sure. So, um, I don't know. Did we... Have we missed anything on friendship? I don't think so. I don't and either.
0: We're closing in on an hour here, so I think that's a pretty good spot to end.
1: Oh, Teresa Marie. These are good guidelines for friendships. Thank you. You're welcome. I think we covered a lot of ground. I think we did, too. Yeah. I got to right. say, I was more relaxed this time. Last time, I was nervous. Well. Really nervous. <laughs> you pull it off well i couldn't tell oh bad. so you
0: want to close this up in prayer
1: absolutely if i close this what's going to happen
0: yeah it'll be fine just okay
1: all right okay in name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen. amen heavenly father we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day the gift of this time together most especially we thank you for the gift of friendship in the example that your son Jesus set for us with his friendships with his disciples. Help us to be strong, to maintain our moral compass, and to choose friends that are wise and on the same path that we're on so we can all draw draw closer to you. We ask your blessing upon all those who are struggling with not being physically present with their friends. Grant them the grace and the strength and the courage they need to maintain their positivity and to help them know that even when they're alone, you're constantly with them. And that's the greatest friendship of all. Thank you, Lord. Bless us all. And uh, bless all those who are taking care of those who are sick with this virus. And most especially, please guide the scientists to come up with something that will help us sooner as opposed to later. In your name we pray, amen. amen. In the name of the Son, Father, Son, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Thanks. And thanks for joining us today. Thank you for joining us today. If you like to
0: share this along with any of your social medias or send it to somebody you think would enjoy it. Um, this is the last full week of Coffee Talks. So we're going to be winding down with uh, with Coffee Talks as well as some of our live streaming <coughs> over the next couple of weeks. Even though New York State has extended out the New York on pause um, until June 13th, this is going to be our time to be prepping for when we come back um, to do live stuff. So there will still be some things Rosary will continue to do. Uh, Coffee Talk will happen maybe once a week. Uh, But in lieu of Coffee Talk, Father Paul and myself are going to be working on the podcast um, to be launched in a couple of weeks. So a lot of new stuff coming up but uh stay tuned for that thanks again and we'll see you later
1: see ya